Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. This is Amanda Marie here, and happy Thursday, June 25th. Today, I'm joined by Nicole, Brianna, and Gerald. And we are excited for what today's show is to bring. We're always excited to be here on the youth, you know. Even during these crazy times and everything that's been going on, we've still managed to keep the show going. The show's been rolling no matter what. And we bring it to you each and every day, every weekday here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. In our first segment, which we do each and every day, we will go through our COVID-19 rundown to keep you updated, keep you informed, the facts, the statistics, and everything that you need to know, especially with the recent increase in cases that we're seeing here in the United States. So to get things started, we're seeing over 9.4 million cases around the world with a surpassing death toll of 483,000 and over 4.76 million recoveries. We're also seeing the Eiffel Tower, which had been closed for over 100 days due to the lockdown. And we saw France was one of those countries in Europe that implemented a very strict lockdown. They are now reopening the Eiffel Tower, and this is the longest period monument has been closed since World War II. Pretty crazy to think. A little bit closer to home here in the United States, we're seeing a confirmed total of 2.39 million cases and 121,000 deaths with a confirmed total of 740,000 recovered patients. Now, some pretty, pretty impressive, they're not impressive, but pretty crazy statistics to hear. Uh, The U.S. broke its national record yesterday for the highest number of new COVID-19 cases in a single day with over 36,000 positive cases just yesterday. So again, we're seeing, we're seeing the reopening phases in different states. And while we're trying to get back to that normal, obviously going back to that normal does go hand in hand with seeing an increase in positive cases. We're seeing Nevada, they're issuing a new mask order similar to what we have here in Miami and many other cities here in Miami-Dade County. Nevada is now issuing a new mask order, which requires all tourists and all residents to wear masks when they are in indoor public places, which this does include hotel casinos. The only exception for them is when they are eating or drinking, which of course is pretty much a given. We're also seeing now some new restrictions being placed in some of the, the states where we saw very high, a high concentration of coronavirus cases, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. They're setting some restrictions and they have now required that any Floridians, along with some other states that are dealing with increases in coronavirus cases right now, any Floridians, any people, you know, anyone from Texas and these different states are now required to go through a 14-day quarantine, spend two weeks in quarantine um, before actually, you know, entering and wandering around the streets of New York, which at the beginning of this pandemic, when we saw the numbers quickly increasing in New York, uh, Florida implemented this exact same rule for anyone coming from New York. So now the tables have turned and, you know, we're seeing how there's trending hashtags calling Florida the COVID epicenter now here in the United States, which is scary to think because we are Floridians ourselves. I mean, I think that it's fair with what all the other country uh, states, sorry, my bad, all the other states are doing now on Florida because we are, you know, going ahead. We, are, we do have some of the highest cases right now, which is understandable and why they would want to kind of block us off for a little bit, give us some time to see, you know, give us some quarantine time ourselves. Because again, I mean, seeing it here, like it's pretty intimidating how 
intense all of it is so I can understand completely from a separate uh, point of view on why they want to do this because they want to keep their own citizens safe and that's 100% understandable and I think when it comes down to it it's probably the best thing to do because at some point New York's cases went down and New York's pretty good now and same thing goes for how it's most likely going to happen for us so I think that this is probably one of the best things that is going to happen with this whole shutdown or more so quarantine for Florida at this point. Oh, I definitely agree because quarantine has shown that the cases start to decrease. But then again, with the putting that people need to wear the mask more often, especially in public, it's going to help to decrease the amount of cases that we're getting. When I saw the statistics for Florida to that that is the cases had increased I was like wow some people don't see that yes it's happening and the cases are increasing like people don't understand still and we continue to say it and I don't like it that we continue to repeat ourselves oh just stay in quarantine or wear your mask in public just follow the rules it's for your health and it's for your family's health and for the people around you yeah I think that they that it's more what's it called I think it's definitely benefiting um, the other states if we just if they just quarantine it's like they just stayed away from us for a little bit. Uh, the coronavirus is spreading like wildfire right now because people are being very unsafe and are very they're not really following the rules. So I completely get, uh, understand why they would um yeah it they're reopening beach beaches mall stores everything, and it's kind of crazy and the coronavirus is getting more intense, more cases are increasing. So I, w- I definitely understand why they would want to block us off and didn't, like, don't want us to like, you know, come near them for a little bit. Of course, there's people that do take this personal because it's like now we're being looked at and it's like, oh, stay away, stay away. And at the end of the day, it's, I mean, I'm not taking it personal. It's New York needs to stay safe. They had, if anything, the, probably the strongest strain of coronavirus they could possibly have, which is why we saw the tolls rising so quickly in New York and New Jersey, especially, you know, we had that statistic that showed that the death toll with New York and New Jersey combined was almost equivalent to the other, the like the entire United States combined, not including New York and New Jersey. So it's, it's understandable as to why they're doing this because they're finally recovering. They're finally entering that reopening phase, phase one, phase two, and they're doing a pretty good job at it. You know, here in Florida, we again, we've seen the beaches re- reopen. We've seen the malls reopen. We've seen stores, restaurants, and non-essential businesses reopen. And now as a result, we're seeing these cases spike and we're seeing increases in, in, in cases. So it's, it, was, it was sort of an expectation that was going to come with the reopening, but I don't think we expected it to be as severe as we're seeing right now. But once again, we'll continue to see how this unfolds. And we'll see how this works out in the next few weeks. As you know, we've talked about that second wave. We didn't think it was going to come this soon. And while there are no plans to, you know, shut everything down again and put us back into a complete lockdown and stay at home order, there's a chance where we may see this in the coming future as we prepare for that second wave. But when we come back here on the youth, you know, we've talked about all kinds of drive-by celebrations. We've seen them. We've probably been a part of some of those, the birthdays, the graduations, and all sorts, but something we didn't really take into consideration, a pretty important ceremony for many people here in the United States is now being held through a drive through We'll see how that works out here on the Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, 
Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs? You have a Great Dane, you have a couple of pit bulls off to the side, you have some very, very big German shepherds, you know, just the bigger type of dogs, and they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Aaron Donald. Listen to Slam Radio. We are back here on The Youth, Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about how we're seeing 
restrictions being placed on you know Floridians and people from other states like Texas that are experiencing an extreme increase in coronavirus cases now in places like New Jersey and New York, Connecticut. They're putting some quarantine restrictions on us in which if you're planning on traveling there, you're going to have to spend 14 days in self-isolation. But moving on from that topic and that conversation and moving on to another big milestone event in a lot of, you know, a lot of people's lives here in the United States, something that never crossed my mind up until I saw this article and I saw how this ceremony is now being held due to the pandemic. Once again, we've seen uh, birthday parades, uh, birthday car uh, caravans. We've seen graduation caravans and drive-bys and end-of-year award ceremonies as you drive through the school parking lot. And we've seen all these and they've been blasted on social media. But one ceremony that's extremely important, I would consider this probably as important as graduating from high school, college, any sort of graduation is the naturalization ceremony, you know, becoming a U.S. citizen. That's a really big deal for a lot of individuals here in the United States because it marks them being, them officially becoming U.S. citizens, them officially becoming Americans. And now during this pandemic, obviously these beautiful ceremonies that are held and everybody gets all dressed up and celebrates this important event in their life. Now we can't gather they can't have these ceremonies like they once did. So, you know, question comes to mind is how are they holding these ceremonies amidst this pandemic? Because people are still waiting to become citizens during this time. And we're counting on these ceremonies to happen even before the pandemic. But they have resulted just to the same way schools have resulted to drive through graduations. They are conducting drive through ceremonies for these naturalization ceremonies. So, you know, we're seeing these families, these individuals, they decorate their cars with American flags, they go all decked out, they wear their protective mask, and they take their oath in the backseat of the car, as the judge stands six feet away with a protective shield. And this is how the ceremony is going on right now. And even though, you know, it's, it's one of these milestones, like I said, it's a celebration that completely changes these people's lives. And now because the pandemic is completely, it's, it, it's a different look. For these naturalization ceremonies it's a moment many immigrants dream of and even though it's not going down the way they envisioned it it's you know it's something they're still celebrating and you can see you know by them decorating their cars they're still trying to make the best of the moment which again we saw many seniors who had to deal with these drive-through graduations you know we saw many of the public high schools here in miami-dade county they did their virtual graduations and then they did drive-through ceremonies in which they picked up their diploma and they were officially done. And that was their version of a graduation amidst this pandemic. But even though it's sad to see that such a big deal, such a big moment in people's lives like this is ha occurring through a drive-through ceremony, it's still a big deal for them. And it's something to be proud of because at the end of the day, they're still becoming U.S. citizens amidst the pandemic. And let me just say, that's a, that's a story to tell people. That's the same way, you know, when you say class of 2020 now, it'll be, wow, you're the class that made history. Well, you're the group of individuals that made history because you became citizens amidst the pandemic. I think this is completely warranted. You know, they, they worked for this and I think that they do deserve some sort of ceremony like this because as you said before, this is something, this is a, a definite milestone in anybody's lives. And I think the fact that it goes on to them missing out on it. And I do believe it is similar to a uh, graduation, as Amanda said, because it's something that people look forward to. 
they studied hard for it just as much as a student would for their graduation. They've, they've had to take their own tests for it. And I think when it goes down to it, they deserve this type of ceremony and they deserve more after this whole coronavirus thing because they, they did work hard. And I think that it goes down to the fact that this is something that they do deserve and that I'm, I'm actually very happy that they are getting some sort of ceremony for this because it, it's something that we kind of forget about as being like born here that we're like, oh, you know, we kind of forget about that whole type of situation. But then when you see about it, I mean, we all we all have a Hispanic descent. We all have people that had to go through immigration at some point. So I think it's something that we kind of look back on. We're like, well, wow, that's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing that for them. So of course, you know, it's, it's a really big deal and it's an important ceremony that goes on for these individuals. And it's, it's just, it's like Nicole said, they studied hard, they worked hard to get to this moment. And even after this entire pandemic subsides or, you know, how we're planning to hope that some of these graduating seniors will get a graduation, a physical graduation at some point later this year or next year, perhaps these citizens, while they're already citizens of the United States, will get some sort of a semblance to that ceremony in the coming months or maybe at some point next year. It's completely understandable because I, as I said before, I think that they do deserve a actual, a, an actual real ceremony after this because it's something that they, again, as, as I said before, they do need, I mean, they did work on it and they do deserve it because those tests aren't necessarily easy. I've seen some like renditions of it in like in my civics class and that was years ago, but still like it's it's not something that anybody can pass. Like you genuinely need to really work for it and put your maximum effort on it. So again, I, I completely agree with that statement where they do need something physical in the long run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Nicole, like you made a great point. A lot of us have immigrant parents. We have immigrant family members in the past and it's it was a big deal for them and it's a big event it's a big event it's a big moment for them you know I know someone who is someone who's supposed to become a citizen just tomorrow and I didn't know that this is how this ceremony was going on now as a result of this pandemic again it's not something that I really I thought of it's not something that I had imagined you know I wonder how they're doing naturalization ceremonies now because of the pandemic and seeing the way that they've made an effort to even though we're in this pandemic, because they could have simply postponed these, these ceremonies and try to, you know, just push it back as much as they could. This is a long process. It takes years to get to this point. So it's something that these immigrants, that these individuals look forward to for a long time, but they could have, again, they could have very easily just sort of postponed that and pushed it aside and tried to make it for a later date. But the, the beautiful part of it is that they're still celebrating. They're still going out there and you're seeing these people, they get all dressed up, even though they're just sitting in their cars, even though, you know, it's a quick little drive through, you go back home and you celebrate at home, even though it's something that goes by so quick now because it's through a drive through and it's not an actual ceremony, they still get dressed up in their suits, their dresses and just everything. They try to make it as, as similar as possible. You know, when we had our, gra our graduation cap and gown pickup, we did, we were in a similar, in a similar manner. We, they handed us our cap and gown and we had to put it on right there on the spot so we could take pictures in our cap and gown right there in front of the slam, the slam, um, the slam wall. And it was just beautiful to be able to experience that. So the fact that now these citizens, these U.S. citizens are being able to experience this as well 
it's I'm, I'm very happy that they still get to go through this, even though we're dealing with this pandemic right now. Yeah, I mean, it's completely understandable. I think when it goes down to the fact that this is something that a lot of people look forward to. It's like how Amanda, you look forward to graduation and how that was like so intense intense for you. You made sure that you that you looked the part for it. And so did a lot of other people. I've seen the graduation pictures that our school's uh, albums gives out on, on the website that they have. And a lot of a lot of the girls and a lot of the guys even, they they dressed out because it's very important to them. It's a milestone that you only achieve once really. And this is the same thing that kind of goes for those sort those types of people when they are going through immigration, like they are also looking forward for this naturalization for them to become a citizen here. Like that's their big milestone from all the hard work they've given. And so I think it's completely, again, as I said, warranted. It's perfect that they're getting the ceremony. I think that it's great that they're looking the part for it because, you know, it's a whole scene where like, if you really want to feel like you're in it, you you make yourself in it yourself. So you make your you you do yourself up, you make yourself look nice. So you feel like you are getting the maximum that you are just if it's a drive-through ceremony. So I think for all, everything that's going on with this and how they're maneuvering it is the best way for right now. Yeah, absolutely. And when we come back here on the youth, you know, I'm very happy for these U.S. citizens who are being naturalized and they're still getting this experience again, even though we're living in these crazy times. Something else that's kind of crazy that's going on. We've seen Disneyland. We've talked about Disney World and all the Disney parks, their efforts in order to make sure that coming back is as safe as possible, not just for their cast members, but for the staff as well. Now we're seeing Disneyland putting a halt on that reopening that's supposed to come in July. We'll talk about that and more here on The Youth. Sam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs? You have a Great Dane, you have a couple of pit bulls off to the side, you have some very, very big German shepherds, you know, just the bigger type of dogs, and they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. 
My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. We are back here on the Youth Series XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. Sorry for some technical difficulties we experienced in the last segment. Zoom has been giving us some troubles here and then, but we're back. We're better than ever. Gerald and Bree are okay, and they're here with us again for this third segment, in which we'll be talking about Disney. You know, we've seen all the efforts that they've made to put these guidelines into place and reopening. We saw Disneyland was expected to reopen July 17th, but now they're putting a huge pause on that. They're postponing that reopening. There's still no date set as to when they plan to reopen. This July 17th date is out the window as California is now experiencing a resurgence in cases. This, Due to this, it's now delaying the reopening of Disneyland in Anaheim, California. And once again, they have not announced a new date. They just made this announcement this morning, which was pretty shocking, pretty interesting to hear, which means that Perhaps they were not as prepared as we thought or, you know, X, Y, Z reasons. But Disney World here in Orlando, we're also seeing Florida deal with a lot of increasing cases. And we've talked about that here on the youth. And Disney World still plans to open. As we know, Magic and Animal Kingdom are set to open on July 11th. And on July 15th, we'll see Hollywood Studios and Epcot reopen as well. So clearly Disneyland in California, while it is a much smaller park, a much more you know it's it's a more concentrated park there's a lot of people jammed into a tiny little island which would not be great for this experience especially with everything that's going on right now and even if you do 50 percent capacity that place can still get pretty packed because of how small that island is and how small that park is here in orlando the different parks are much bigger much you know they have more space but even still here in florida we are experiencing a lot of cases and the cases rising and even you know we have 
people that come from all over the country and people that come from all over the world to come to Disney World in Orlando. So there's a lot that can go down in the reopening of this. Disney has not made a statement about the reopening or postponing of the reopening here of Disney World. And there's now a petition that's going around amongst the the cast members from Disney World here in Florida asking to delay the reopening of the parks here in Orlando because of the rise in cases in Florida. So, you know, either way, we're going to see some sort of action here in the Disney World resorts in Orlando because the NBA does plan to finish out their season here in the resorts on the different properties, the different hotels and the complexes that the Disney World resorts here have in Orlando. But even with the athletes testing positive, a lot of athletes are testing positive for coronavirus now. We're seeing practices go down. And once again, Florida is experiencing a lot of cases. They have not made any announcement to postpone or cancel the season. While we are hearing talks from many people suggesting they probably should because of everything that's going on here in Florida. But, you know, these parks have been closed for over three months. It's never been this long that these parks have been closed. And while some people are arguing that now more than ever, these parks should remain closed. It has been three months since the parks have been closed. Finally, you know, we're seeing places reopen and maybe it's time for Disney to reopen as well, but they should implement stricter guidelines than what they already have set where you have to wear face masks, you have to get temperature checks and all the extensive processes that you have to go through in order to actually walk through that park and see Cinderella's castle. I don't know. I think when it boils down to it, because we're seeing a lot of spikes just in general, I think it should stay closed for a little while longer because at this point, with the more strict you're going to get for Disney, there's going to be no fun to it at, at any moment. So I think the stricter you're going to get, it's just going to make it less fun and it's not going to make it an enjoyable experience for a parent or for a child, let's be honest. And I think it just boils down to the fact that Right now, again, with the spikings and everything else, I think they should just stay closed. And I think the fact that here the uh, Disney World doesn't want to close yet is a little like, come on, please. <laughs> can we can we beg? But I think it again, they should be they should stay closed for a little while longer. It's just more for safety at this point. And I think that maybe the NBA season should be pushed back just a little longer as well, because I again, I'm a big, I'm, I'm really big on if I'm going to watch the sport, I want them to all be safe and have the best means of staying safe, you know, the staff as well as the players. So I think that's primarily where I'm going to go with this whole, uh, this whole opinion, because that's kind of where it's at. Like, I want everybody to stay as safe as possible with all the uh, cases spiking up again. I definitely believe that these parks in Orlando should follow California's lead and just close down for just, just for a little bit, just so that things can calm down again for the cases to go down. Because right now we're having spikes and that's undeniable. You can see it. And it's just, there's the main attraction for, for these, like the main people who go there are usually kids and I'm going to be honest with you, kids don't always are able to follow like those like rules and sanitation stuff. And I, yes, I'm going to be honest with you, um, they're probably going to want to meet characters, they're probably going to hug things, touch things. And that's probably exactly what the what you're not supposed to do during this time, especially when everything is 
going on with the coronavirus and spreading of germs and everything. I think completely people should just just wait, don't go anywhere, just just keep yourself quarantined again because I uh, you we need to decrease these cases. Well, I actually agree, definitely. For the time being at least, Florida has has an increase in cases and I think it's better for the safety of everyone who loves going to Disney. Yes, a lot of kids and children, but there are also Disney adults that love going to Disney to meet the characters, to have fun. My brother's correct on the fact that a lot of the like the parts about Disney is that the children look forward to is meeting the characters. I know for a fact when I went for the first time, that's the main thing I wanted to do meet the characters, ride the rides and please like explore everything. Like, but with the skylines and all the stuff that's going on, they're not gonna be able to do it. For the time being, especially for everybody's health, like just let's close down, postpone it for a little while longer, including the sports season that that I know everybody is excited to, for it to come back, but it's for the health of everybody. And you know, I don't know about Gerald, Bree, Nicole, I don't know about you guys, but at least for myself, you know, when I go on Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, uh, Splash Mountain, the one time I did it, each time I go on these roller coasters, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, Mount Everest, all these different roller coasters, the, the little amount of roller coasters that we see in Disney parks, all I do is scream. And I just can't help it because it's like that feeling of, oh my God. You know, and it's a common thing to scream on roller coasters. You you know, when you go to Bush Gardens and you see Shigra and, you know, that 200 feet drop, you hear the screams as they come down. And it's it's just that's part of roller coaster coach, culture is, you know, ha- being able to scream because you feel free almost when you're on these roller coasters. Well, you won't be hearing any more screaming, at least in Disneyland Tokyo because they have told all guests, all tourists, everybody that they are not allowed to scream on these roller coasters. So if we're seeing these guidelines being implemented to this level, this extremity, how this detailed in Tokyo, this is something that who knows if it'll trickle down to parks like Disney World, to parks like California, because, you know, listen, if you do a roller coaster with a face mask on, you're going to feel like, out of breath by the time that you get off the roller coaster and as we know these roller coasters can sometimes be pretty intense but now you can't scream imagine just sitting there on a roller coaster where the whole fun of it is you know you put your hands up you scream you have a great time with your friends your family now you just kind of have to sit there like "Mm." and it's just like brianna and gerald it's like they said the it ruins the whole experience and you won't see people really go to these parks of course i'm sure the disney fanatics are going to go no matter what and there's these people that you know they do exist and all i see on tiktok and instagram and twitter is i can't wait till disney reopens i'm going back the moment it reopens i miss disney and you know it for them they're okay with dealing that with that experience but for parents for families especially with little children right now more than ever it's not worth that entire hassle we've talked about here on the youth how that whole disney experience could sometimes be extremely hyped up especially for us at our age, you know, we've gone through it already and it's not everything that it seems. It's a hassle. There's a lot that goes through with it, you know, especially if you're dealing with a stroller, 
going to Magic Kingdom. You have to fold it up, get on the tram, go to Disney World, go through go through one set of security, hop on a ferry or a or a monorail. You have to fold everything up, make sure everybody fits, go to the island, go through another set of security, take pictures in front of the castle, and then you can finally go and meet the characters before you even get on a ride. So as it is, it's a very exhausting experience already. Now imagine doing all that with a mask on and probably having to go to two to three temperature checks, having to deal with spacing in between the rides. So if you have younger children, you probably can't ride next to them. Having to deal with, you know, at least in Tokyo, you can't scream on these rides. So the entire experience, it's just not worth the experience anymore. It makes sense though why they don't want to have people screaming because like they're doing it by the off chance that if you are sick, some sort of droplet, some sort of whatever, you know, you scream, it gets on the ride, it gets on people. You know, I understand that fact for it because um, they're they're doing it for like worst of the worst. Like let's work for the worst case scenario and we'll figure out how to deal with it later. I can understand that, but I think I think what you brought up is a is a great like point point is that when you're going on with, with a mask, like if you're going on a roller coaster, some of these roller coasters already like knock the wind out of you for like no reason. And like, I know whenever I'm on a ride, I like, I scream and I laugh and it's like a hyena laugh. It's like a laugh that I can never emulate outside of being on a ride for no reason. I can't do it again. And it's just something that like, you feel like, uh, you have like an adrenaline rush basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, I have videos from the last time I went to Disney with a bunch of my friends, we were on, we had the entire train to ourselves on Big Thunder Mountain. And I have video from like us going up that peak, which was pretty scary to film. I'm not even going to lie. I have video from that and you see everybody screaming, everybody yelling, everybody having a great time as we're going through all the twists and turns, everybody screaming. So imagine going on a ride like that. That's the whole point is to build your adrenaline and to get that rush. Now you have to sit there just quietly like, hmm, okay. And again, with that mask on, which again, already that, that experience from the parking lot to actually standing in front of Cinderella's castle takes an hour at least. And if there's lines and if it's a packed day, it's going to be tough. When we went, it was a group of like 26 of us. So getting through security through all 26 of us and getting on that ferry, making sure we did it in a timely manner. You know, it was 11 o'clock by the time we walked into the park and we had gone there by 10 something, you know, it was, it was a long time for us to get from point A to point B. And now that there's so many other added steps to this process, aside from getting your bag checked, having to, you know, scan the passes, the magic bands, however it works now, it's going to be so much harder, you know, and dealing with the disinfection of the tables and having to disinfect everything to make sure everything stays clean all the time. It's just so much that's going to be added to this entire process that it's not, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable, especially not for the parents that have to go with younger children. It's not going to be enjoyable for the children because they can't hug the characters. They can't have all the fun that they expected to have in Disney World. And even while some of them don't remember these trips, I know I don't really remember my first trip to Disney World at all. I was only a year old. And while the younger kids might not experience it, it's still a hassle for the adults and the parents to go through this. So whether or not they stay open or not, whether they open, whether they don't open, I think it's best for them to perhaps take it into consideration, keep it closed for a little bit more. I think Disney can handle keeping their parks closed for a little bit more until they can come up with a plan that will ensure the proper experience as well as the proper safety. And both of these can be 
put together and that experience at Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, wherever it may be, at least here in Orlando, in Florida, can still be enjoyable. But when we come back here on the youth for our final segment, teachers are teachers had some nice news to hear yesterday, some some pretty empowering stuff to hear, thanks to Governor Ron DeSantis. And we'll talk about that and pretty much how it's a nice token to these teachers who have dealt with so much throughout this pandemic. You're listening to The Youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much. And it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. 
You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America, and you are listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Slam Radio Sirius XM channel 145. It is the last segment of today's show. Tomorrow's Friday. It's Friday, Junior. Pretty exciting news here, but we also have some even more exciting news, especially for those who help us along the way through our years in education from kinder to 12th grade teachers here in Florida are getting a raise and a well-deserved raise. Governor Ron DeSantis yesterday, he made a huge announcement at Matter Academy High School here in our very own Hialeah, one of our very own charter schools. He signed a bill into law that would now allocate $500 million in order to raise teacher salaries for all teachers in the state of Florida. This now makes Florida the fifth best paying state for teachers in the United States, which is amazing. Very happy. I'm happy for both my parents. Both of them are teachers. So it's pretty cool to hear for them. Good news to them. But, you know, just forget my parents for a second. Teachers in general, you know, teachers in general have gone through a lot, especially during this pandemic. We've seen the shift they've made to the classroom. And we've talked about that shift here on the youth and how they've had to take a classroom setting to now being in front of a screen and having to deal with multiple students at a time and the difficulty that comes with being a teacher, let alone now during the coronavirus pandemic and moving to uh, at-home learning. And this is, I feel like this is a nice, well-timed token of appreciation for these teachers. You know, it's summer vacation. They're getting their vacation started. They're relaxing. They're enjoying some well-time, a well-deserved time off. And they're getting this news just yesterday. I know my mom was off the walls excited. My dad was super happy. And I'm just happy for teachers across Florida because once again, it's it's important to recognize our teachers and appreciate our teachers because they do so much for us. You know, we go through so many years of school and now that, you know, I'm a graduate and I look at it from retrospect, there's so many teachers that touch me along the way. And as much thank you as I can give them and well, as much as they can understand that I appreciate everything they did for me, sometimes they're not as appreciated in the eyes of others. So I think that this was definitely a huge deal for teachers yesterday. Of course, we saw during that press conference yesterday, people were trying to make it everything about nothing about teachers and everything about coronavirus and how terrible Ron DeSantis is. But just putting all that aside and just seeing what he did for teachers yesterday is important. You know, they they, they made an announcement a few months ago where they said 2020 was going to be the year for the teachers. And this is definitely big news for the teachers. I think this is great because even without the COVID, they're, they're definitely underappreciated because they deal with so many kids and not all the kids are good kids. And some kids, you know, just suck. I'm just saying, they just suck. And I think that they do deserve this, uh, this raise no matter what. And I think, and I'm very happy that now Florida is one of the highest in uh, in the country because, again, teachers just deserve so much appreciation and recognition for what they do. I'm happy that these that these teachers are getting their raise because they truly deserve it, especially having to deal with uh, the the switch between virtual uh, between like regular school and a virtual school. That that was a huge change for them. That must have inconvenienced them all and. You know, I think it's great that they're getting raises to show a little bit more appreciation to them. I'm so happy that 
these teachers here in Florida are starting to get recognition for all the hard work they've done because I feel like teachers are like unappreciated, like not appreciated. Oh God, I'm, I can't English say. Like they underestimate the things that they could do and how the bond that they grow with their students. Like I know for a fact that the two amazing teachers that I have as mentors, Frank and Emelian, like they're amazing and they're in my lives and I, I'm so grateful for them. And a lot of people don't understand that it is hard. And especially from transforming from regular school in the classroom to virtual school, it is hard. And it was hard for students and teachers to transition. So I'm glad they are getting what they deserve. Definitely well-deserved. And, you know, you said it best. They're not appreciated as much as they should be. And it's a conversation that's held very commonly in our household. You know, my mom's an elementary school teacher. My dad's a high school teacher. And seeing, you know, everything that they go through on a yearly basis from start to finish, you know, they deal with, they have the great students that they love and that, you know, appreciate them and they show that appreciation, but it's two, three out of a class of 30. And then those students move on and she never hears from most of those students. He never hears from most of those students, but there's always those little few that show them that appreciation and they still keep in contact, but it's not a common gesture that's made. You know, a lot of students just, they're quick to complain about teachers. They're quick to complain about the workload. Oh, she's mean. She's this, she's that. When in reality, a lot of teachers just do it because they care. They care about you and they want to see you be your best and do your absolute best. So I think this is a great way to show appreciation to the teachers. And that's here in Florida. Obviously, we're not going to see this suddenly happen across the entire nation. While it would be amazing. But if you're listening and you're a student, just take the time to maybe send a text to that teacher, email the teacher, whoever it may be, that teacher that's made an impact on your life. Show an appreciation to your teachers because I know they definitely appreciate it. I see the appreciation my parents have when those few students do come back and they reach out to them and just tell them how much they touch them and just you know, like how it imp impacted their life. Do that to your teachers and show them how much you care about them because that's so, so, so important to show your teachers. And now with this here in Florida, I know all Florida teachers are ecstatic, super happy, and now just waiting to see when this raise will come into effect. But we'll see how that all unfolds. And I mean, Amanda, Amanda, Nicole. Yeah. Yes, I do. I hear that, Nicole. You always get me at the same time. Well, yeah, coincidence. it goes on at the same time. Crazy. It's such a coincidence. Guys, thank you for another spectacular show. Amidst all the technical difficulties that we de deal with here on the youth, you know, we've made it through. I had a technical difficulty this week. You guys had technical difficulties this week, but we always make it through. Thank you for another spectacular show. No matter what, shout out to Frank. Frank the Tank was always in studio making sure that we run smoothly. And I just want to wish you all a wonderful Thursday. Have a great one, and we will see you tomorrow here on the Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145.